Hey everyone, Saul Marquez here. Have you launched your podcast already and discovered what a pain it could be to keep up with editing, production, show notes, transcripts, and operations? What if you could turn over the keys to your podcast busy work while you do the fun stuff like expanding your network and taking the industry stage? Let us edit your first episode for free so you can experience the freedom. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Hey, everybody, Saul Marquez here, and welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Today, I have the privilege of hosting the amazing Bill Fox. You guys have heard him on the podcast before. He's here for the second time around doing some fantastic work. Bill leads healthcare and life sciences business development at Samba Nova Systems. He has over 20 years of experience in healthcare technology and is an internationally recognized thought leader on digital transformation in healthcare. He is the former senior vice president of AI at Change Healthcare. Prior to that, he led the global healthcare and life sciences vertical at Mark Logic. In his legal career, he was a law firm partner focusing on healthcare-related cases, deputy chief of economic and cybercrime unit at the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office, one of the first cybercrime units in the country, and a special assistant U.S. attorney. I'm privileged to have him back here on the podcast today to talk to us about what he's doing at Samba Nova some incredible work with artificial intelligence and uh, all focused here in healthcare. So such a privilege to have you here, Bill. Thanks so much for being with us again. Thank you, Saul. Really happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to our chat. So, you know, you always find a way to stay at the forefront of what's going on in healthcare, whether it be with the internet or with cybercrime and the things that you've done. I mean, I'm always, I'm always impressed with what you do. Peel back the onion for us. What is it that inspires you and your work in healthcare? Yeah, you know, people always ask me, how did I get from law to healthcare? But most of what I did in law was healthcare related. And toward the end there, when I was prosecutor, we really started getting into using predictive analytics and social analytics to try to do these really complex healthcare and life sciences cases. And it just seemed obvious that this was the direction that everything was going, that 10 years from now, you know, we weren't going to have a bunch of people doing one-off investigations in healthcare fraud, that we were going to be looking at massive data sets and trying to sort of unravel how we can make the system better. And from doing that, once I got over to the healthcare side, which was about 15, 16 years ago now, sort of immediately started looking at not just how could we do fraud analytics, but we have these data sets. How can we look at them and understand What's a better episode of care? What treatment is working better? What sort of, you know, when I was at LexisNexis, we had all that demographic data. Now it's social determinants of health data. But we were already thinking 10, 15 years ago about we have all this data about people. How does that relate to, you know, their treatment and, and what we need to do for better outcomes? So it just has always seemed to me that the farther we can get toward using the most advanced technology and applying it to this, you know, embarrassment of data that we have in healthcare and life sciences, that that's what's going to really turn the wheel and change the system. Yeah, you said it well. The data as it sits is an embarrassment. There's a lot that we could do with how it's structured and, and overall, like, you know, how are we using it? And there's a lot of questions around this. So talk to us a little bit about what you guys are doing to add value to the healthcare ecosystem. So, you know, what we're doing 
at Salmonova is when you look at where we're at now, we've been talking about AI for a long time. And you know, I'm actually speaking at this AI summit next week. We're going to be talking about sort of some of these amazing practical applications of AI that are you know, being utilized now uh, using videos of eye movement, detect dementia in patients, and being able to detect you know, diabetic retinopathy that way and using NLP to build knowledge graphs for drug discovery, using even recommendation models like Netflix and drug discovery. I mean, there's some amazing things going on, but we're kind of facing the same thing that we did with databases 10 years ago. The AI technology of today that we're using wasn't built for AI. It's being adapted for AI, it's being used for AI, but for the listeners that know what Moore's Law is, which, you know, simply is computers were getting faster and faster and faster and faster. That's why you wanted a new laptop every two years. That's kind of slowed down over the last decade. So the technology that we're using is not up to the demands of what we want to do with AI. We want to be able to use all this data. We want to use really high resolution images to try to do cancer, uh, you know, try to discover diagnostics for cancer. We want to use more variables in NLP models, not language processing models. So what we're doing at Salmonova is in essence bringing that next generation of technology into the real world. So we've developed, what the company has developed is basically a completely new computer chip that's not a CPU, it's not a GPU, it's made for AI. And it's, you know, much faster. You can look at an entire high resolution film on one chip. You can reconfigure the chip. So it opens up a whole new set of capabilities that we can then apply all this healthcare, all this life science, all this genomic data to, to get to better solutions. That's what we want to add to the ecosystem. That's phenomenal. I mean, this is the necessary structure the new railroad, the new bridge, right, that we need to cross to the opportunity on the other side of this. So help us to understand, Bill, what is the difference, right? You know, CPU, GPU, but the difference of your chip, like what is it called and why is it that much better? Yeah. So I don't want to get too focused on chip because we don't really sell chips and nobody wants to buy a chip. People want to buy something that works. That's fair. So, uh, you know, that works. They, They don't want to start building a computer. So basically, we sell a stack that includes our new chip, but also the compiler and even the more software farther up the stack that allows you to simply plug it in and use it. So some of our customers and some of this stuff is on YouTube and whatnot, you know, said we opened the box and 45 minutes later, we were running algorithms on it. So what we wanted to do was enable you, the ecosystem around it is very open source. So if you wrote these algorithms on PyTorch and TensorFlow, which are the most, you know, sort of the two popular things to write, that's going to plug right in. You know, whatever you're using in your data center, whatever technology, sockets, all that, we wanted to make it so that you can take advantage of this technology without, and in fact, democratize this technology so that not only the most advanced enterprises that have 100 people doing AI and ML can use it, but that if you don't have all those data scientists, don't have all those machine learning experts, you can still take advantage of this next-gen technology by building 
everything that needs to go around it so that you can just use it and get to solving the problems that you want to solve. Love it. Well said. And thanks for reframing that. You know, my mind was going to the chip, but it's bigger than that. It's an environment. It's a stack. It's an opportunity to, to really use this technology, harness it and solve the problems that we need to solve. So you've clearly expressed what makes it different. Talk to us about what you're doing today and and how you're improving outcomes or really just where you're at in the journey. Yeah, I mean, that's why this is so exciting. So the company came out of stealth like three months ago. So we are right at the beginning. Now, we are at at the national labs at Lawrence Livermore, at Los Alamos, at Argonne. You know, we're being used for COVID things, for cancer research. So we are already making an impact. But the reason that that I came on just a few months ago when we came in Estelle is to bring this into commercial healthcare. You know, I spent the last 15 years working with you know, the largest payers in the United States and, and global farmers, you know, most of the top 15 global farmers around the world. And, you know, was doing a lot of database work. I saw what the data looks like, kind of the problems that they're trying to solve. Since then, we've had this kind of rise of genomics. And when you start talking about genomics, the cell, I was listening to something today and they were saying the cell is a 20,000 dimensional unit. You get into the trillions really quickly. So the opportunity that's presented here is to work with these organizations that I've been working with for the last 15 years and say, no, you know, you can really do this. You know, the technology now exists for you to look at that whole high resolution image or for you to put, you know, to do an NLP model with 200 billion variables to do those kinds of things to get more precise targeting. You know, that's a big area here is drug discovery. So I heard a good metaphor that it's like an industrial revolution. So before the industrial revolution, like an artisan sat at a bench and he made this thing and it was very high quality, but it's a very slow and expensive way to do it. And that's why we have this 10-year, multi-billion dollar drug discovery pipeline. Well, what if we can build a knowledge graph with using NLP and then put a recommendation model similar to Netflix recommendation model on top of that, and that can find these drug targets. And this is something that they're doing at AstraZeneca. So we're at the beginning of thinking about how we can use these multiple capabilities, NLP, computer vision, recommendation, together to sort of turn this into an industrial process so that we can get better targets faster to the scientists to then go into this sort of in vitro process. So combining that in silico and in vitro process to speed all this stuff up. Fascinating. And you you gave a great analogy of that small shop making the quilts to now being mass produced. Same thing with NLP, AI, all these things don't need to be, you know, crafts. They could be industrialized. And it's exciting to think about a healthcare world and a world in general, really where we can do these types of things. And it's exciting. So as you think about the setbacks, I know your your journey that you're on now, you just started a couple months ago, but like, think about the setbacks the industry has experienced around this. What are some of the key learnings that you guys are leveraging at Samba Nova to, to make sure there's, there's widespread success with the use of these technologies? Yeah, you know, Saul, so I wrote something on LinkedIn about this this week with the announcements around IBM Watson. We had, you know, everybody thought 
well, Berkshire Hathaway, Amazon, and JPMC, I mean, they're going to do this healthcare thing. They're going to bring financial expertise, technology expertise. Read, I mean, it's going to kill. It did. Uh, you yeah. know, IBM Watson, phenomenal, phenomenal effort. Now they're going to sell it off. So, you know, what we see in healthcare is that it can't just be about technology. You really need to understand the system. You need to be resilient and you need to be really smart and sort of strategic sort of around stuff that Andrew Wang talks about, about, you know, where you're going to put this first so that you can make sure that it works and you get that sort of groundswell and that momentum within an organization to start doing this throughout. So I think that those are going to be the challenges. And, you know, I kind of lived through this cycle at, at, you know, another big startup, bringing a new technology into a system that given the outcomes, the importance of the outcomes, you know, one of the friend of mine uses the analogy, like if the gap sends you the wrong color sweater, not that big of a deal. You know, if you get the wrong treatment in the hospital, big deal. Big deal. Yeah. So, so you've got to understand that, that healthcare is not the same. Mm -hmm. as other industries. And you have to really work closely with the customer, whether that's a, a payer or a provider system or a pharma, and kind of understand where they're at, meet them there and say, you know, and how can your technology help them do what they're trying to do? And I mean, that's one of the things that really attracted me about Salmonova was that they had thought of all that, you know, it's a lot of really experienced people Besides all the really smart people, um, there's also a lot of really smart, experienced people. And they understood that this needed to be put together, needed to be put together in a way that enables you to roll it into the data center or into the cloud and start using it without a lot of technological barriers to that and to start seeing output and results quickly. So I think that that's going to be the barrier is going to be hey, this is super cool, but we're here. And, you know, sort of getting over that objection saying, we know you're there and you can still use it and start moving forward. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, the examples you've provided around Maven and, you know, Watson, and it's not mm -hmm. about muscle. It's about muscle and also understanding the system. And so it's that critical juncture between those two things that, that are going to make the difference. It sounds like you guys have both. So as you think about the future, do some, some horizon uh, viewing here with you, Bill. What are you most excited about? Yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about is, is I've seen over the last 15 years, you know, the things that people want to do with data in healthcare and life science. And the data is there. And I've been involved in lots of projects, lots of successful projects on sort of the data integration front, you know, sort of moving away from the data silos and, and getting the data together. And I think we all understand the promise of AI and ML, that, that it really should be pervasive throughout the system. And, you know, we've talked a bunch about pharma, but in healthcare, especially with what's happened with the pandemic and the move, the massive move forward in telehealth. Every aspect of that experience from picking the doctor to the symptom checker, to the virtual assistant, to scheduling, to every one of those is an AI algorithm that's helping you choose the doctor, that's deciding whether or not you should go get a COVID test, that's figuring out your scheduling, that's answering your questions. So whatever part to be able to go into these organizations and say, 
you're trying to build an NLP model to do this. You know, you're trying to build a recommendation model to accelerate your telehealth thing. You know, you're trying to use, do a better job of diagnosing this, these kinds of tumors you've been computer vision. We can accelerate that a generation right now. That to me is the cool thing. That's why when I started my discussions with Salmanova, I was like, you know, this is what I want to be out there talking about because this is this is how we can jump forward a generation. And you know, you're asking all the right questions in recognition of the barriers that, that exist and challenges that'll exist and all that, but it can happen. And to be able to have those conversations and push that forward and then start actually seeing it come about. I mean, that's that's why I'm doing it. Love it. And if this isn't enough to pique your curiosity, folks, <laughs> around what Samanova, Bill, his team, the organization's doing, I don't know what is. But <laughs> uh, so I think this is a good opportunity for, for you to explore more about what they're up to. I highly, highly, highly urge you, don't get left behind. It's sambanova.ai. Before we conclude, Bill, I'd love to hear a closing thought. You know, what, what should we be thinking about? And aside from sambanova.ai, what's the best place that the listeners could get in touch with you or the team to partner? Yeah, so I mean, my email is bill.fox at sambanova.ai. And I'm at Fox Big Data on Twitter. Pretty active. I post almost every day something in the wheelhouse of, you know, AI solutions across healthcare and life sciences. On LinkedIn, the same thing. I'm posting almost every day. So I'm happy to, you know, I'd love to talk to any of your listeners, anything they want to know about what we're doing in healthcare and life sciences and have those conversations and sort of walk them through what we're doing because, you know, I couldn't be more excited about it. So uh, that's what I'm doing. And I would love to, to speak to anyone about it. Outstanding, Bill. Well, we appreciate the invite and listeners, make sure you take Bill up on it. There's an opportunity here for, for you to scale, improve, I mean, just generationally what you're doing today. So take them up on it. Bill, always a pleasure to have you on here. Certainly look forward to doing a part two on this. I know you're at the start of this. So maybe in six months to 12 months, we get you back on to hear about the progress. Absolutely. Of course. So thanks a lot for having me. Great to have you again, Bill. Take care. Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here. I get what a phenomenal asset a podcast could be for your business and also how frustrating it is to navigate editing and production, monetization, and achieving the ROI you're looking for. Technical busy work shouldn't stop you from getting your genius into the world, though. You should be able to build your brand easily with a professional podcast that gets attention. A patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.